Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, or how to stop your mother falling out of your mouth. I'm Steph McSherry. I'm a mum of two, and I created the Kinderama program for younger kids, and I've been working with that age group for 20 years. Hello, I'm Bethan. I'm a mum of three, and I'm a psychotherapist, and I run the online parenting community, the Cam Parenting Club. Each week, Steph and I answer one of your parenting questions and come up with practical solutions to help make your parenting life calmer and easier. If you want us to answer one of your questions, email us themummind at gmail.com. And I know I say it every week, but please click follow or subscribe because it just helps us create more amazing free content for you guys. We are answering the question. I'm reading it here. Over the Easter holidays, we had a horrible play date. Both five-year-olds were crying. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't fine about it all for about two days after. Oh, that sounds joyous, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think we've all been there, though, haven't we? I mean, I just was just in the file effects of my brain rewinding back and thinking, yeah, we've had some rotten play dates as well. There's a lot, a lot of pressure comes with the play date too, right? Because you're putting all of these people together that not are not normally in the same space for that amount of time. Yeah, and also the length of play dates, I think, is really important. I remember once someone took my kid for like, they were young, maybe four, and they took them for like five hours. Oh and, no! And they came back and was like, <laughs> "I don't want to do. I can't. I can't. I think it was just after I'd had my third baby, so I can't really remember it that well. Oh no, he must have been younger than that then, because I had three babies under three. Anyway, whatever happened, it was very long." But I, I find with play dates as well, I remember I was in a meeting in school once and uh, it wasn't about my child, it was about another child. And one of the solutions that came up to help this child was, well, maybe they just need more play dates. And I instantly was like, you know, you know, like on cartoons when this like red, a red light comes on and it goes like, wah, wah, and that, that, that's like how I felt in my mind. I was like, no, play dates are not the solution to helping a child. I don't even know what we're looking for. Do we want them to become more able to socialize? Do we want them to tolerate other people? I don't know. Yes, I'm, yes. It's like you said, the Rolodex of horrendous play dates. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the only ones that went well, and even those ended in disaster sometimes, were ones that were with really good friends of mine. So a lot of my female friends, we would have been on maternity leave, she says, because no business owner really gets maternity leave but you know we would have been having our babies around the same time so those were the play dates I enjoyed when you know when it was a good friend and you kind of got each other you understood that you know the kids were going to fall out or there was going to be this that and the other there was an understanding um if I had my time again parents I didn't know so well I would have suggested that a play date perhaps didn't happen in that person's home or at our home, that you went to a park or a playground or somewhere that took the pressure off the kids. Yeah. Because when young kids, they're very protective of their own toys and their own stuff. So that's most of the arguments, right? That's a lot of, this is mine, he's doing this to that and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I just, you know, as you're talking then, I just feel also that kids are really stuffed at the minute. You mm. know, if they're in preschool or if they're in school, I mean... That is a lot of being with people. I think you see a lot of parents have a fear around their kids fitting in and their kids being popular. Okay. And this is something I hear a lot if parents are being honest. Okay. 
So they kind of want their kids to be like really sociable and just hang out with people and come on, we're all breezy around here. And I feel that kids are just stuffed. They're yeah. done. You Too know, much they're... going on. Yeah, they're cooked. They don't yeah. need they don't need the extra play dates. You know, sometimes they just need downtime at home. So the two five-year-olds, I don't know that you know any more information. Were they in school together already? I don't know. Okay. check. I've got it written down here. Um, I was just thinking if, if it was an extra play date on top of school, you know, maybe they just had enough of each other. <laughs> the fact that everyone ended up in tears, it obviously did not go well. Yeah. So the next, so it, it kind of, to so this message came through to us on Instagram. Okay. So it's kind of comes in three, it comes in three messages. So it says, um, the mum put on minions and ordered a pizza and the kids were fine. I wasn't at all fine for about two days. I was so triggered. What can I do? Oh, so the, the movie and the pizza was the solution to the, all the tears. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least it kind of resolved yeah, a little I mean, it's bit. It's just distraction, isn't it? Yes. Which I think a lot of younger kids need when they're in that heightened emotional state. Yeah. I, th I just think if I had my time again, I would pick play dates very carefully and probably do less of them. You're right. Like we have enough going on. There's a, And if you, you're lucky enough to visit a park or a playground fairly regularly, that's a whole nother set of social skills, right? Where you're taking turns and talking to new kids and things like that. And I think... I think intrinsically, kids do want to get on. I don't think that age group, kind of six and under, they're not looking for a fight. They're not looking to do anything. So I do wonder how much of that comes down to territory. Yeah. Yeah. We're in and my I... house. <laughs> Leave well, my I... stuff alone. Yeah. Well, I think as well, like, isn't it that kids need to be shown how to, how to do stuff? You know, like this new part or this person coming into your house, wanting to do stuff and touch stuff and maybe puts things in the wrong place or eats food in the room that you're not supposed to eat food in. And, mm. you know, it's like, who's parenting that? Yeah. You know, I, I feel that a lot of play dates and still in our house sometimes, you know, say with one of my kids, he'll be like, you know, will you be around to play football with us if this person comes over? So it's like the availability of the parent okay, you know, to help them manage this stuff. A play date isn't like, right, you're in that room, grand, I'll sit over here. I mean, we'd love if it was, right? Yeah. I think a lot of this also depends on where you live. Because my experience is like, I live in an area where the kids are outside a lot with other kids anyway, in the street mm -hmm. or on the green areas where we live. Um, and that's only happened since we lived there. The previous place that we lived, it was quite a busy estate. The, the traffic was quite busy. So yes, they went to a green area, but because they were smaller, a group of us parents would kind of go up and loiter on the green yeah, yeah. and Smoke, keep an eye. Smoking fags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there were parents around and, you know, they could play and it was fine. So therefore, we didn't have to have these play dates you know, the kids were out and playing when they wanted to be. Um, I've noticed more now that we live somewhere more rural that, you know, these play dates happen because 
those kids don't have access to that type of free play outside with other kids kind of unscheduled. So it's, can you come over for a play date? And I've had a few experiences where, you know, when their kids are old enough that they go on their own, like you said, your son went for a five hour play date. I think it's really important to maybe keep those shorter. And even now, like my kids are nine and 11. And particularly with my son, who would be neurodivergent, is that right category? Um, call them whatever you want yeah (laughs) yeah you have to you have to keep the play date short couple of hours max and that's incorporating food and a park trip because otherwise it's just too much it's too much for him it's certainly too much for the other child they're going geez what's going on you know keep them short and I know from previous experience when my daughter was smaller there were times when I didn't know the parents very well because we'd moved to a new area and I'd be dropping off my daughter and kind of going, Oh, I really, I don't know. And you know, they don't have a phone to contact you. So I remember once pulling up to a house and saying to her, do you know, if you feel uncomfortable about anything, or if you want to come home and you don't want to say to the mum, I want to go home now, you can always say that you've got a pain in your belly and you Mm -hmm. want your mum. And she kind of looked at me at the time, kind of going, why would I say that? And I said, you know, just in case you want to come home and you don't want to say to the mum, I want to go home now, you can just say you've got a pain in your belly. And I'd only been home about 20 minutes and I had a phone call to say she had a pain in her belly. And I thought, oh, you know, what's happened? And nothing in particular had happened, but she was just very uncomfortable. Yeah. So, you know, if you are doing those play dates where you're actually dropping off, give them an out. Yeah, that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, don't put the pressure on them to stay. Give them an out. And I think also, like, as a parent, right, it's that real honest thing, isn't it, of, like, you know, any parents listening to this, you can also be the parent that just calls a play date after 20 minutes and says, do you know what? No one's in the right vibe today. Yeah. You know? What are we scared of? And I'm not sure many do. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's okay to be like, God, this just isn't working out at all. I've tried everything. Yeah. You know, and and, and then again, I wonder if playdates need sometimes need a little bit more scheduling or the option there. Yeah. You know, like, so your friend will come over, maybe we'll start off by doing baking and then you can put on a movie while the baking's cooking and then you can eat it. And then maybe we'll go, you know, just help sometimes not like this really regimented structured thing because sometimes kids come and they're like, I don't know. We have a group of friends that we always go to um, for Patrick's weekend and the, how many kids are there all together? The five children between us, they put on a play and that's their project for the couple of days. So they work out the scenes and the costumes and everything now we have to sit through that play at the end of it all <laughs> mm, lovely aren't you lucky <laughs> but I think it really helps I think if we yeah. just left those five kids to just do whatever they wanted they'd probably end up fighting and somebody would be left out and this person didn't want to do that or whatever but the fact that they're all working towards the same thing really helps yeah yeah absolutely like I'm imagining I'm imagining myself you know, I'm very choosy with who I go 
go on play dates with. <laughs> yeah, because your you time know. is precious, right? Yeah, and I think as well, you know, someone might ask me, I've got, Mel and I go to the cinema once every two weeks together and we sit in silence and we say, oh, that was lovely, good to see you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, right? And then, because that's maybe what I'm in the mood for. And then there's other friends that might be like, do you want to go for dinner? And I'll be like, Pfft. I don't know if I can talk that much. I'm really tired, actually. And they're like, okay. You know, so I, yeah. I think we have different friends for different things. Yes. And maybe kids do as well. And know? I do think that that, that particular mum, I think if that that those two are in school together, maybe that was just their way of going, you know, we've had enough of each other this week. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I see it with people that work together all the time. You know, the last Ugh. thing they want to do is then go and socialize with each other. Yeah, I'm sick of seeing you. Sick yeah. of seeing you. Yeah. I think this is why relationships are really hard as well. Of us, as 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 a segue, because you know when you see someone all the time, yeah, you're like, oh god, I have to make an effort to go out for dinner with you now. I, just I know. You. <laughs> and actually, you know, it's heaven sent. Maybe they're working away for a night, and you're like, yes, I get the house oh, to myself. No. Lovely, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info. But so I'm also thinking about the mum because she said that she was not okay and I get that like I remember so where I live I'm not from where we live I'm from Scotland about a million years ago no although, are you <laughs> I, <laughs> although I realized yesterday that Cork is the longest I've ever lived anywhere I've been here for yeah, a decade. same here same oh, here. really yeah oh, God, yeah solidarity sister yeah, it's a funny old thing to think isn't it someone said wow Bethan you're like planting roots and I was like <gasps> We have to move immediately, guys. That's it. <laughs> Off <laughs> we go. I can't be grown up. And I live rural as well. I've been, I've got this like, sec not secret, a little side project that I've been working on for about four years to get a playground where we lived. Because I moved from Dublin, where there was a pavement outside my flat. And every day at four o'clock, I don't know why, you know, like that kind of graveyard shifty feeling when you've got two small mm. kids. Like, no one can go to sleep before seven, but I also just can't sit anymore with you. And I'd go for a walk. I'd go to Tesco's in Rat Mines and I'd buy some milk and I'd start and say hi to people. And da, da, da. So when I moved to rural Ireland, there is no pavement outside my house. The speed limit is 80 kilometers an hour. Oh, yeah. Drive a hundred. So I couldn't walk with my kids safely in a pram. I, I feel like I could do now, but at the time I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I didn't know how you do this kind of stuff, right? How would you do this? And I was, there was a toddler group up the way from me, but that was on a Tuesday and I worked every Tuesday. So then there was nothing. So then there was no opportunity for me to meet other people. That's why I have to get this playground up and running because I think um can't this 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 can't be the way, you know, this just can't. So then when we did have play dates, for me as a younger and more inexperienced mum, I did need them to work. And mm. did that make me then inherently be crazy, mum? Probably. Right? Yeah, and me being really honest. Yes. You know, the pressure to kind of like make things be okay and for kids to like each other. And I mean, we're talking really young kids here. Yeah. 
you know, so was it my loneliness and my isolation I was trying to play through? Maybe, yeah. you know, so I think for us moms, we have to be really honest about this stuff as mom as, as well. I mean, of course we want our kids to fit in. Of course we want our kids to have friends. We have to be realistic about that. Does friends mean the other 29 people in your class or does it mean one or two people? And you know, one or two people probably outside the class would be better. Yeah, yeah. You know, just for variety and all the rest of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking though maybe the kid only goes to a class. Do, do you know what I mean? Like okay, kid, yeah. Do you know, like a kid in preschool? Maybe you could yeah. be three or four and still be in preschool. Maybe that is all they do. So, But yeah, I mean, like a variety of people is good. I also think those parent and toddler groups like I had this mad notion that I was just never going to go to a parent and toddler group. I, and I never did with my kids were small. Now I know you and I both work with parent and toddler groups quite regularly and they're lovely. Oh my goodness. Yeah. If you want salvation of a Wednesday morning for a couple of hours, you know, there's always something for the kids to do. There's a variety of age group. There's a variety of mums and dads. There's tea and coffee and a biscuit and I, I think the ones that I've been to are just heaven sent. And I think if I'd had my time again, I would definitely find out. I'd probably be going to one on a Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday in different <laughs> different areas. <laughs> yes, 100 um, percent. Toddler groups always remind me of when I had my third baby and I went to our toddler group and I left him behind the very first time I left the house. <laughs> I was like, he was two weeks old. I had three kids under three and I was in that totally high stage of like, oh my God, I'm like wonder mom here. And I went and then I got in the car and I was like, something feels wrong. And I went back in and all the mums were sat there and he was just fast asleep in the, in the like car seats is very funny. But yeah, I mean, there is a whole mix of people. And I remember the last time, so I get asked to speak at a toddler group just about little helpful tips, but important ones. And I walked in and I said, guys, the learning for today is this. This morning, I've cleaned my teeth, showered, painted my nails and got here. And everyone clapped. <laughs> they Solidarity. Were like, yeah, they were like, well, none of us have cleaned our teeth. We didn't yeah. have breakfast. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like whenever I like... see, see somebody with um, twin toddlers out and they're all dressed and walking around. I feel like patting the mum on the back yeah, and yeah, going, yeah. well done you, well What a done. day, what a yeah. day, you've made it. Yeah. So, so yeah, back to the point. I feel that a lot of play dates is actually the parents reenacting some of their stuff. And it's normal to have a fear around your kid wanting to fit in. It's normal. Like in the Camp Parenting Club, there was a mum not so long ago put in a thing about like, do I have to have play dates? Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's about tuning into your kid. Like you said, maybe a play date is meeting at the playground. Maybe it's yeah. coming round to watch a specific GAA match on the telly, yeah. right? And you cook a pizza for it or you just, I don't know, you just give them a packet of crisps, whatever you want, you know, uh, or like a, a fruit plate if you want to do that as well. Actually, I was I was wondering whether that, when you said that that mum found that difficult and you were going on to say, oh, for the, for two days afterwards, she you said you empathise with that feeling. Do you think that brought up stuff in her? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all these fears, isn't it? About like, I'm imagining for that mum, it's something like this. You know, what what could I have done differently to make that play date better? Where did I go wrong? 
Okay. You know, what's wrong with my house, my child, my family, the way I'm parenting, you know, this, this, these kind of scenarios are a breeding ground for self-doubt and insecurity and like all the opposite of the things we hope our child to be. And do you know what flashed through my head then when we very first moved into this house, we moved in literally say three weeks before my son's must've been his fourth birthday and we had everyone round the house, it, like all our friends, as a kind of housewarming his birthday party. Well, he lost his marbles for the entire time, screamed and cried. And at the time, me and my husband were really embarrassed because we could feel the judgment. We could feel the... Yeah. Now I look back and think, what were we thinking? Yeah. <laughs> we were in a new house. He was so small. He hated having new people around. And we invited about 30 of them. You know, (laughs) talk about pressure. There were kids of all ages. We had no structured thing happening. You know, everyone was just there. People were touching his stuff. And I didn't tune into that at all. Yeah. I just didn't. I missed it completely. And now I think maybe for that mum to just take a minute and really kind of go back to that play date and go, okay, what what didn't work and why? As in nothing to do with you, the scenario, and what can we do differently next time and not beat yourself up about it. Yeah. Say, we learned from that. We're not going to do that again. Yeah, that because... was the last party we had with like 30 people in the house. Yeah. But Steph, isn't that life? Yeah. I mean, I don't know any situation how I'm going to manage it until I'm in it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think this is this is the thing with kids and learning. I call these like the initiations into parenthood. Yeah. Right. Because there's no other way that we can figure stuff out apart from when we're in it. And then we're like, oh, I would do that differently. But give yourself permission. You know, like if that mum, you know, maybe it was her that actually hated the whole play date thing. Well, then don't do one again. Or like you said, do something completely different. You know, take a buddy yeah. to the cinema, whatever it, it takes, rather than that scenario again. Yeah. And I think as well, like, oh, this might be a wee bit controversial, but hang hang tight till no I get to the woman. end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang tight till I get to the end of it. So, you know, there's all this stuff on social media about like, you know, just just don't do mum guilt. You know, if you're feeling guilty, then don't. You're doing an amazing job. You're perfect as you are. I say, well, maybe you are, but maybe your kids also need something different and they need something more. You know, and guilt is like, if you're feeling really bad and really guilty. Okay, yes, saying to yourself, it's okay, I did my best is great. Whether that works, I never know. But also be really realistic right? Your guilt is there because it's letting you know that like, ooh, something isn't right here. You know, if you're experiencing guilt, it's like a little indicator that like, ooh, what can I change? And it's to be curious about that rather than fall into the kind of muddiness of guilt. It's about feeling like, you know what? I am feeling guilty about this in some way. I am feeling bad. I'm trying to imagine other words to describe that mom, you know, or not describe mom, but you know, like describe how she felt. So it's like, well, choose ashamed, into that. possibly ashamed. Yeah. Like I know when kids are behaving really badly, especially in front of other people, you could that that can bring up a lot of shame. 
Yeah. I don't know why. It, probably just something from our own heritage, but, you know, it can feel horrible. Yeah, of course it can. I think you see, so inherently built into being a human, be, a human being is the need to be together because we're a pack, you know, we're a tribal um, being. And so the thought of being on the outside of that for us and our children is really triggering and it's massive. But actually teaching your kid to be on the outside is the most powerful thing ever, because, of course, they're always on the inside with you. OK, so that's this is then where play dates, they don't really matter so much. They're not this high pressure thing that we think they are. Because you're tuning in. So if that mum is feeling guilty after her play date to say, am I feeling guilty because I expected too much of my child? Am I feeling guilty because I was rude to the other mum? I don't know what she's feeling guilty about. But to actually think, is it is it warranting the guilt because I didn't tune into my child and therefore mm. next time I'm going to do something differently? Or actually, I'm feeling guilty, but I did everything I could, so now I need to dismiss that and let that go as yeah. best I can. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like she pulled it right around to the pizzas and the minion movie yeah. anyway. You know, but wine. I, yeah, <laughs> red bean or red wine, kids. What would you like yeah. to do? But I feel that like this is like a wider thing. I mean, for me as a therapist, this is this this isn't just like a one off. Okay, they can be one off events, but there's a wider theme here of how do we support children when things are difficult? You know, how do we support them without putting a nice bow on things and making everything okay? How do we teach them that, yeah, sometimes life is really sticky and I'm going to hang mm. out with you in it? I think that for me as therapist is the wider issue. Okay. And we do find it difficult because we grew up in an era of you sit there and you be quiet whether you like it or not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that doesn't <laughs> you know? work anymore. Yeah. And, and this is, again, where there's loads of mixed messaging out there, isn't it? Like, it's okay to not be okay, but, you know, it's not okay to... Yeah, don't make that ugly for me, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's yeah. okay to be an individual. It's okay to be different, but I really want you to just fit in and play with everyone. Yeah. You know, and this is okay that parents don't know the answers to this, but it's about kind of not just sitting back and being like, you know, don't fall into mum guilt. You're doing your best. And it's like, that is true. But I also have a really long wait list of families who are waiting to see me because their kids need more or something different from their parents. So I, I, you know, and, and, and that's for parents just to be motivated to be like, yeah, maybe I could do something different. And this is about a play date now, but it's going to be about all kinds of stuff as they as they grow and change. You know, that doesn't there are numerous situations I, I've still kind of put my kids in and kind of gone, oh, why did I do that? That, you know, that was a silly expectation on my part to yeah. expect them to go to whatever it was. Yeah. I think so. We live and learn. So. so, a little recap. I don't know how this developed, but we love a little Well, I recap. think you're excellent. And I've decided I'm going to add to the recap. Every week, I'm going to read a quote from a book. I didn't Ooh, tell you that nice. before. Do you think that's Ooh, okay? That's lovely. You find your quote and I'll well, recap Well, I've got it already. I just need to find it. It's got, it's got a Rice oh, crispy on the page for a bookmark. <laughs> Brush that aside. I once went to a meeting with a lady who had that beautiful, long, curly hair and she had a Rice crispy stuck in her hair. <laughs> I, had to, I had to kind of go, kind of Rice crispy. <laughs> that's brilliant, isn't it? Ah, the joys. So 
expectations you know what's the age of the child maybe we can transfer this play date to a park or a walk or a soft play center or cinema you know let's let's lower the expectations how well do you know the mum you know do you is that adding pressure maybe stick to play dates with your really good friends and leave off the play dates with people from school for now maybe just wander down to or drive to the local park or playground um keep them short keep them short especially if you don't know the family too well um maybe just say look we'll pop in for an hour and stick to that hour and then likewise when you get to the age group where you're dropping your kids off for a play date make sure they have an out if they're feeling uncomfortable if they feel they need to leave for whatever reason no judgment that you give them a reason don't all pick the bellyache i can have visions of hundreds of kids now i've got bellyache a and e's gonna be jammed with these yeah. like you know just that they've got sore tummies yeah just pick something that they can the mum will ring you and there'll be no judgment have i missed anything else no i don't okay. think so so <clears throat> this is about the blamelessness of parenting so the family projection process is not intentional parents have no idea of your part in the problem i'll leave wow. it there oh wow <laughs> say it again say it again say it again so um so the family projection process right just to say a little bit about that it's that we're all kind of playing out our fears our our unresolved stuff in our world okay mm. and it says here so it's talking about how um some might hear the family projection process as blaming the parents for a child's problems. If a parent is projecting anxiety, aren't they at fault? Not at all. The family process, the family projection process is not intentional. It's entirely automatic. Parents have no idea of their part in the problem. But of course, the most important part of this is that the parents must be the person who decides to be the change within a family. And yeah. change change how things go whether it's a play date or more and that 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 first step of awareness of what's that playing detective with yourself that that what's that what's that about yeah that's i think that's the first tiny baby step and if you're listening to this you're i'd say you're halfway there yeah and just one more thing i'm going to finish on here it says one parent must eventually take a stand for the higher and better functioning of yourself nice i like that mic drop yeah bye <laughs> <laughs> so on, guys, we'll like, leave it there yeah i always think as well like be in touch do you know if you're listening to this and you're feeling like ah, i'm totally triggered i don't know what to do email us the mummind at gmail.com do you know everything is an open discussion yeah um you know we would love to hear from you I, I love it a lot of people are kind of tapping me on the shoulder and saying really enjoying it so I think it's um I enjoy it <laughs> there you go Steph fill you your go. bucket fill yeah. your buckets <laughs> go on we'll talk okay. to you next time bye if you'd like to become a calmer parent and are looking for answers to help your child, then join my online parenting community, the Cam Parenting Club, and get the answers that you're looking for to be the parent and person that you'd like to be. Go to my website, bethanoreardon.com, and I'll see you inside soon.